Welcome everyone to the Important Report. I am Chris Turgliaferra. And I'm Jeff Garver. This week we will not be discussing Joe Buck's recent marriage. Who'd he marry? Some woman. I don't know. I just saw the article. I saw like a link to it recently and I clicked on it. For some reason I was like, hmm, Joe Buck got married. And that was about it. Do you think they had a social media concierge? <laughs> I I think Joe Buck could afford it. If hashtag Joe Buck. <laughs> it's, it's just hashtag Joe Buck. I think, these are, I think these uh, wedding hashtags are like the, the turgly affairs, like if you were getting married. Unless your wife didn't want her to take, her, take your last name, which in case the haf- hashtag would have to be hyphenated. <laughs> turgly affair dash. Uh, we will not be talking about Bubba Watson's win at the Masters. Nope. Or Coachella. We had a friend who was, uh, if you said that in the, uh, I think it was an article, like the 12 most Coachella things at Coachella. Coachella. Ah. Coachella, she was the number six. She was crowd surfing in a wheelchair. Who is this? It's Colleen. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's cool. Yeah, she has 250 likes on Facebook. You got to get them likes, You got to get them likes. I mean, that's more than you know, a lot of babies and stuff and engagements. So that's pretty big. Yeah. Well, um, and speaking of likes and engagements. Uh, last week, we were talking about the social media concierge for the wedding. Basically, if you did not tune in. It's about this guy that will come and or live. Probably more like a girl, but you, you never know. I'm thinking social media concierge is a female-dominated industry. When you think of concierge, you think of a male. I think of a very fabulous male. Yeah. Well, who, I guess with a thin mustache. All right. Who will come in and say, "This is how it needs to be." All right. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> all the hashtag unifications are French. Yes. But this week, we're going to talk about matrimony again. Okay, there's a lot of pressure on proposals. That's, you know, I probably would have been married ten times had it not been for the pressure on the proposal. I just, just You couldn't get your plan down. You know, I, I thought, you know, oh, maybe while we're, you know, getting off a Ferris wheel at Disneyland or, you know, maybe if the Bengals win the Super Bowl or, you know, there were a lot of things that either couldn't happen, were lame, or just, you know... Or there, there were some like proposals that I thought of that were really good, but the girl just kind of sucked, and I didn't want to waste a good proposal on them. I was thinking about this. Do you think anyone's ever like put like maybe his uh, his girlfriend eats cereal in the morning and he puts the engagement ring in like the cereal box, but then the morning of she you know you, you know to surprise her she pours out the cereal. Oh my god, and it's an engagement ring, or she maybe she thinks it's like a special toy. Special. Uh, well, you could. <laughs> You like handcraft like a stupid little sticker that puts it on like engagement or like happiness forever inside. <laughs> but but that's good. That is maybe someone should do that. But see, like she's groggy in the morning. Maybe she wouldn't see that, and then it's sort of very layered. But you know, she's like, eh, "I don't want cereal this morning," and then the boyfriend's like. Don't, are, you, are you sure you don't want cereal and kind of get I real think, upset? Yeah, I think and you flustered. really should eat some cereal, and then they don't have fiber. Any fiber is good for yeah. you. Helps you with your poop, and then <laughs> you, then you're talking to you, you're trying to bring. Then you're bringing poop into the proposal. Yeah, right? whenever you have to talk about regularity uh, in <laughs> right writing, before a proposal, it's it's not. There's going to be plenty of talk for that during the marriage. You'll need to just get. <laughs> you'll need to jumpstart it right there. There's going to be a lot of regularity talk in most marriages. I think. Yeah. Most healthy marriages. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most healthy and regular marriages. Well, anyway, it's a special moment. It's something you can, you know, 
look back at everyone always asks the pick uh, ask about like how do you propose it's gonna go on your stupid engagement website where everyone you know looks at him we all make fun of it yeah. it's lame it's awful I'm gonna try I don't have to worry I'm not love is embarrassing love public love is embarrassing that's true well all right well these two people Stephen Richardson thought he and his girlfriend Brandy Runyon ooh, Runyon uh, like uh, she's old Canyon money old Canyon money. Uh, Runyon Canyon's a uh, place in Los Angeles. If you don't know. Like people take their dogs. (laughs) They had the perfect moment. With five other passengers, they took off in Noblesville, Indiana. Noblesville. Hot air balloon for a ride. Richardson proposed to Runyon and was accepted. They started snapping photos, of course. Yeah, we were kind of talking, we were talking about likes earlier. But do you think, because I think... They probably both knew that he was going to propose on the hot air balloon. Do you think they sat around and talked about their likes? Because that's a hot air balloon proposal, right? That's a big one. That's not just a regular proposal. Yeah, you know, what was it you said? She said yes, dot, 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 on a hot air balloon. Yes, exactly. You know. Because, like, like, we know someone who got engaged today. Or I saw it, but. Who? uh, Michael Winfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. congratulations to them. I don't think they listen, but, you know. (laughs) They're lost. Probably too busy being in love. But, uh... <laughs> a foolish decision, if you But I, I don't know how many likes they got, but I didn't like it. But, uh... I didn't like it either. There was no story. Yeah, where's the story? They memed it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I didn't understand that meme. They put a Picard picture, and they put engaged under it. Really hope they don't listen to this and know that we're analyzing their... But, well, <laughs> I'm sure that... These are people we know. Well, and like, too. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, they don't seem like the kind of people who are sitting around thinking about their likes, but I bet the people on the hot air balloon are like, hmm, I bet this is going to get a lot of likes. You really have to think that. Probably over a hundo. Yeah, oh, I mean, I think, you know. Because a normal engagement, you got to think that's at least 50. Even that's if at you least don't, 50. Like, I only have like 300 Facebook friends or 200, not even that many. But I think if I got engaged, I would get a lot of likes. Yeah, I like, think. That would be like 20. Well, also, it's a combination. you got your friends and her friends. Strangers liking it, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone just likes it. Especially if it's a good story, because everyone can be like, oh. But also, maybe I'm Maybe I should say I'm always... Maybe I should you know say what? I'm engaged just for the likes. You should get them internet numbers up. The thing I always do is... I always think about like when someone has a kid or there's an engagement. Mm-hmm. I put a like, because when they're going through, I don't want them to say like, you know... He didn't like it. He didn't like it. And then, you know, say your absence has already been noted. Maybe that's why, because sometimes Chris... Uh, Chris will say, you know, wonder why he's maybe not getting invited to, to a wedding sometimes. You know, I, I feel the same way, too. But if you look back, did you like the engagement? Maybe I couples like go all on, these oh, engagements. Just, just to cover your bases. That's mm. real smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm always down for a wedding. Because they're going I'm very through, entertaining. Because they're going, we can either invite your second cousin, Steve, or we can invite Chris. And then they go back through the post because it's easily found. They're like, did, did Steve like it or did Chris like it? Whoever liked it, they get that invite. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, back to this story. Uh, first off, they're with five other people on this hot air balloon. How big is this thing? Are they just crammed together? Yeah, it must have made it even more fun for the people, if they're all crammed up, the people who aren't getting engaged are like, hey, can you give us some space so I can get down on one knee? Did someone take a picture here? Yeah, yeah. we need them likes. So anyway, uh, they uh, the atmosphere is electric. They're all 
perfect situation. Everybody's happy, at least for now. You know, half of marriage is into into divorce. So uh, yeah, no one posts that. No one comments that on these uh, these engagement things. No, they don't. But minutes after the proposal, the balloon crashed into live power lines. The passengers were blinded by an explosion of light. Then billowing black smoke crashed their balloon into an open field before completely catching fire. Scary stuff. Uh, I mean, that's. That's an omen that this ain't going to work. Uh, first off, we should know... Uh, Nobody pe- died. I was going to make a joke that oh. people did die. I was going to make fun of it. I thought about this the entire oh, day. Oh. Make your joke. All right. Well, anyway, three people died. We, it doesn't matter. They all know now that I'm lying. Nobody died. <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. No, we're like the Jay Leno show. Even if something... It's taped, but you know we don't edit anything out. So, uh, all right. So... It starts going down, uh, nobody died, and then when they were hit, the pilot told us to get down. All we saw were sparks all around us and felt the sparks. We were all in shock and fear, he continued. She wanted a story, and she got one. Especially after this, we'll just keep it simple. I mean, yeah, I guess so, you jackass. Sending your fiancé on a death balloon ride? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to suggest that this was, you know, some sort of Act of God that... Uh, but uh, we're, I'm going to go ahead and, and presuppose that. We can't pre... Well, let's presuppose that it was an act of God. God is sick of all these fancy proposals. Yeah, I mean, it really should be just keep it simple. You know, it should just be like, hey, you know what? We, we come from similar backgrounds. Uh, I tolerate you. Uh, you're decent enough looking right now. And, you know, it, it, I kind of want kids. I feel like you can, you know, bear that. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you've got a pretty good job. I've got a good job. You know, that's all very romantic. I, I just think this works. You'd have been comfortable in the 19th century. I would have with been. like people's parents kind of doing it all. Like, okay, thanks, Dad. You know, you know, dowries and yeah, what have you. So, yeah. Anyway, just keep it simple. You don't want to die. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, uh, it, it, all, we, we care about our listeners. These hot air balloon rides. These uh, people choking on uh, engagement rings from cereal, which probably has happened before. I guarantee you it's happened. Or in champagne glasses. People do you like know to do that, that 25 too? people a year die from proposals, wedding proposals? 25 people? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't either, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. All right. I'm getting a note from a producer saying that's not true. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, well, we're going to go back and see where that fact came from. And when we come back, it'll be hero or villain. Stick around. Welcome back, everyone, to a special Outdoors Important Report. Well, we thought that it was getting a little stuffy in the stewed, so we opened up the windows, and, you know, it's feeling really good in here. That nice country breeze. Yeah, so, you know, don't be alarmed if you hear the birds chirping or, you know... A semi rolling by. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just real nice in here. Well, anyway, to cap off our very first uh, inaugural Outdoors episode, we're going to do something brand new. We're going to go on to this new segment we like to call... Hero or villain. Now that was a great fake out. Yeah, that that's what we call a fake out in the biz. Russia. Russia has been in the news a lot lately. Uh, you know, they're they're taking back the Ukraine, uh, rightfully theirs. Crimea, you know, they had ninety eight percent of the people say, Hey Russia, we want back in, bro. We want back in, you know. The people have spoken. You know, it's 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 a it's a Russian world we're about to be living in. And I, for one, welcome our new Russian overlords. But um, now, 
There's one more uh, great frontier they're trying to go after. The moon. Yep. As Jake Gyllenhaal in October, side, <laughs> October Sky said, I want to go up into space. Is that what he really said? I think I remember. I never saw the movie. I saw the preview. I like that movie. It's good. My sister's uh, either middle school or high school. They, they got to meet that guy who Jake Gyllenhaal played. His name oh. was like Homer, Homer Pyle or something like that. <laughs> Not Gomer. No, that's like Homer, Homer Pyle. Pyle. <laughs> it was like Homer, Henry Combining Homer. two of the great idiots of television. Hey, he's not an idiot. He went to space. No, I meant Homer oh. Pyle. Oh, yeah. Gomer Pyle. Anyway, uh, here is what Russian deputy premier Dmitry Rogozin said. We are coming to the moon forever. Now, that's a pretty cool quote. You almost want them to have the moon just because of that. Yeah. I mean... You, well, yeah, it's uh, he's uh, much better than we are coming to Crimea forever, right? And even maybe better than JFK's like put a man on the moon. Yeah, it's a, a little tougher than JFK's talk. Yeah. So uh, basically, these comments came when Br- President Vladimir Putin, God rest his soul, or God God bless him, he's dead. We're breaking uh, news. <laughs> Toured the Cosmonautics Memorial Mu- Museum in Moscow. Also, Russia celebrated Cosmonaut Day, marking Yuri Gagarin's pioneering flight into space on April 12, 1961. They were first. They were first up into the space. Well, I guess Sputnik was first. I don't know if that guy was first. I think they... Um, we were first on the moon, obviously. Yeah, I think they were nearly first in everything except getting to the moon. So we got the good thing. Yeah, we landed on the moon in that Hollywood movie studio. That's right, everybody. I'm bringing out all the guns. No, I think we landed on the moon. But, Did we put a flag on the moon? Yeah, we put a flag on the moon. Is it moon. still there? It's supposed to be. Yeah. We just Unless don't... some punk moony kids took it down. <laughs> we also have a... Remember Independence Day? We have a plaque there. Oh, yeah. Is that real? Or they just yeah, say I mean, that in the movie? They wouldn't make that up in Independence Day. They don't make stuff up in Independence Day. No. Another movie I like. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. The uh, they want to the deputy premier also talked about colonization of the moon in near moon space. More tough talk yeah. near moon space, not just the moon. <laughs> well, they were saying that uh, it's not just to go to the moon and then Mars. They want to stay on the moon forever. Yeah, we want moon forever. What was it? Yeah, we were going to the moon forever. Uh, the first mission, the long-delayed Luna 25, is slated for launch in 2016 to research the moon's south pole. The next two missions will include an orbiter to monitor the moon in 2018. And a year later, a polar lander with a drill will search for water ice. I always like that. Search for water ice. Get that water ice, baby. Oh, it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of hot ice from Rookie of the Year. That's true. Hot water ice. Best of both worlds. Maybe Daniel Stern's working with them. <laughs> Well, by 2040, Russia plans to create a lunar base for long-term missions on the Earth's natural satellite. Russian officials said that the moon is the only realistic source to obtain water, minerals, and other resources for future space missions. Makes it sound like they're going to use those materials to go somewhere else. I'm not sure if that's what they intended. Well, they're still going to the moon forever, and they're still going to take it over, from what we can tell. Yeah, so are they heroes? uh, Because the heroes being like, these guys, they're out there doing it. They're not just... And they're making big, bold claims, which I think we respect. Yeah, I know Chris I know. has always been a big fan of like Russian claims. Like, what's that? What's that Khrushchev, Khrushchev quote uh, you like? History is on our side. We will bury you. Yes, well, he I wasn't. Like that. He wasn't right, but 
It's just good to talk big. Yeah, it's good to the, talk big. The one big. thing about talking big is no one can take it away from you at that moment. And yeah, some people true. might believe you. That's true. So it's then, better than being timid and then getting beat and then realizing I never even had a moment. Yeah, you didn't even, yeah, you gotta get that moment. Life's about moments. Exactly. It is. Very good, Jeff. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and rule. Hero, hero, hero. All of Russia is just a land of heroes. They should call it Hirosha. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm going to say hero, too, just because I like the boldness. Uh, and it doesn't sound like something... Yeah, I mean, America, I guess, didn't... I mean, you put that flag there. I don't know what that means, but I guess they'll just go over there and take it down. It's not, yeah, I guess they will. Or put their flag higher or something like that. Uh, over ours? Yeah. It'll be a big slap in the face. Yeah, and then say, so you can come visit. <laughs> well, we already... Uh... Part of our sanctions were we weren't going to work with them uh, in their space missions anymore, but that kind of backfired because they're going and we're not. Now we can't go with them anymore. That's kind of stupid to say, like, you know, you can't. we're not going to carpool with you anymore. And they're like, okay, it's like, well, shit. Now we got to waste all this gas. Yeah, so. Uh, all right, well, Russia, a bunch of heroes. Well, ripping people off is bad, obviously. It's not good. You could go to hell. It could lead to karmic uh, repercussions. You go to hell for ripping people off? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Chris is big into the Old Testament God. Yeah, just really <laughs> let everybody have it. But what if the person who purchases this, is a, it's a stupid item, and they purchase, or are they just such major saps that they deserve to be ripped off? Yeah, and, that, and therefore making the ripper offer a hero. Okay. Well, Beijing artist Liang Qigang pretty solid name, returned from a business trip in southern France with well-rested lungs and a small item of protest against his home city's choking pollution, a glass jar of clean Provence air. Provence. So, basically, uh, he has this, if you see a picture of it, it's just a jar of air. Just a jar of air. It's like those people, you know when people like your brother or something would say, oh, I farted in this glass, and people said they farted in like a little glass bottle and sealed it up. And then they sold it to the <laughs> teacher who... <laughs> And, and then they would say, like, this is, like, the best area you'll ever... And then, like, Mrs. Johnson would get it, and she'd be like, okay! And then she'd smell and go, oh! Yeah, all those, all those <laughs> selling fart hair to teachers, that really happened. But, no, people didn't do that. <laughs> I do recall one of my brothers trying to fart in a bottle and seal it up, but I don't know if it Sounds ever Sounds like worked. a real gym, Jeff. I'm know. glad Gracie's there. I, this would have been before she was born. No. Mm. Yeah, they were like, listen, we got to do this. We have a girl in the family now. No more farting, it, tr trying to fart into bottles. <laughs> One, it doesn't work. Two, it's stupid. Three, it's disgusting. Well, he put it up for auction before a group of about 100 Chinese artists and collectors late last month, and it fetched... Collectors of air. Yeah, 860 US dollars. Yeah. I mean, my thing with this guy is... I kind of respect him. I mean, I guess he's ripping it off. For, forget about the protest. But actually, don't forget about the protest. Because that's what makes it that much sweeter. I mean, he's just ripping these people off. It's so stupid. Cause it's, it's, well, it's, 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 it's performance art. He's yeah. an artist. But that's what makes it so brilliant. And uh, the person that bought it said he's always been a big fan of his work and that this was very poignant. I'm like, oh, yeah, great job, asshole. See, I think this guy's laughing it, laughing it up. And he said, air should be the most valueless commodity. Feel f uh, free to breathe for any vagrant or beggar. This is my way to question China's foul air and express my dissatisfaction. 
I think he just wanted to put some put something over on some other dumb artists. Yeah. Well, I mean, performance art. There have been other protests where uh, the uh, other performance artists in China they had a funeral for China's last citizen that would die from pollution polluted air. That um, makes a lot more sense. They they put a bunch of dead bodies in front of the government, uh, or like fake dead bodies. That stuff's like intense stuff. This guy's just put having dumb people and spend eight hundred bucks on air in a bottle. I mean, that's true. He did. He sold air. Yeah, he sold air. I mean, I don't know if he's getting a cut. I like to think that he is. Like, hey, I need my hundo. I need um, my hundo of this. Well, somebody's got to be getting the money. I also just really don't like performance art. I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just... I don't know. One time I took a performance art class, and I had to perform this, like, short story, and I had to sing in it. And then afterwards, everyone... It was like everyone had to say things they liked about it. But for everyone else, everyone was, like, pretty quick to say something. And mine was just silence, and nobody could think of anything to say until, like, my partner finally spoke up and said it was really brave of me to sing. It was, it was a very embarrassing time. What year was this? It was like my sophomore year of college. You didn't tell anybody about this. No, part. I did not. We're breaking more news. Chris's performance art class and uh, Putin dying. Farting in jars. Farting in jars and selling it to your teacher. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this guy's a hero just because he's. I think he's ripping people off and I think he's loving it. But I have a feeling Chris is going to say... Hero. Oh, hero. Okay, it's good performance art. Uh, this isn't now. This isn't what, what was that? This is not Miranda Richardson. Uh, Tilda. This isn't Tilda Swinton in a uh, a glass box, folks. This is uh, <laughs> this is the good stuff. I mean, he's actually. This didn't take very long. Yeah. No. No. He just got the he got the bottle. I mean, it probably there's probably not even air in it. Uh, well, I'm sure there's air in it, but you don't want to waste it. They'll never know. Yeah. You know, that's just from the lobby at the Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I got to do something. Uh, you know. Yeah. All well, right, hero, Mr. Liang, I think. All right, great. Well, we have heroes all around. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, our five favorite fake or real assassins. Welcome back, everyone, to the important report. Jeff, in focus, take it away. All right. As we all know, on April 14th, 1865, President Lincoln, President Abraham Lincoln, was shot and mortally wounded by John Wilkes Booth while attending the comedy Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. I guess right. you could say um, the laugh killed him. What? You know, I was thinking, you never really hear about any revivals of Our American Cousin. Like People are like, we're going to bring it back. <laughs> But anyway, we that kind of made me think about assassins, and I decided this week we were going to do each pick five assassins, and like always, they could be real, they could be fictional, or they could even be failed, because there's a lot of failed assassination attempts, too. Well, I mean, I think the fail... Well, first off, whenever I was going through looking up, like, real assassins, like, obviously a Brutus yeah. from way back then, but then, you know, I was like, what are the recent ones I was thinking? I was like... You know what, Earl Ray, he's not really going on my favorites. Yeah, you, you weren't going to put James Earl Ray in your... James Earl Ray, yeah, no. Gotta I, love James Earl Ray. Great job, guy. Gotta no. love Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. I yeah. guess the only one, maybe Jack Ruby, who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, would be... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because then it just gave us a bunch of mystery in a lot of yeah. cool movies. Yeah. So, yeah, Jack Ruby, all right in my book. All right. And actually, pretty much... All right, you go first. All right, my first one is any and all assassins... Who would time travel back to kill Hitler? You know that old joke where people talk about tra traveling in time to kill Hitler. So I'm going to give it give it to all those people who talk about that, even though they never will. Oh, okay. And I did once hear a good joke about that. It said, uh, 
folks, if you're going to time travel and kill Hitler, make sure you actually kill him. Because if you don't, that means Hitler has a time machine. Oh, that's so. true. Wow. And that's not good. Yeah. No blends. Uh, I'm my first one. Someone I admire who stood up for what he believed in. Guy Fox. Who do you assassinate? Well, he was trying to blow up Parliament. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Remember gunpowder and plot. Shit, it's treason and plot. We've been using the S word a lot today. Well, this is a PG thirteen show. I thought it was PG. No, it's PG thirteen. Well, anyway, I can think of no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be effing forgot. Oh, well, Guy Fox, welcome. Okay. And he's made some he's some cool movies about him. Well, not about him, but. You gave us that mask. Yeah, that cool mask. Anonymous. Fear us. We are legion. Here I go. All right. My second one is Robert Ford. Now, people said he was a coward. We kind of mentioned him last week. But Jesse James was a bad guy, too. So what's the big deal? Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, I'll go with it. Uh, I'm going to go with Ezio from Assassin's Creed. You may remember him in the video game commercials as the assassin guy. Okay. So that was... uh, he, he made it. Also, I am I think his name's Ezio. I didn't really finish the game, and now I can't really remember anything about it, but I think he looks cool. Yeah, he does look cool. I have seen those commercials. Yeah. All right. My next one is Leon Kozolak. All right. Now, tell me about him. He killed William McKinley. Now, I'm not saying it was good that he killed McKinley, but I only brought him back because I'd never heard of his name. No one really talks about him. People these days don't seem too upset about McKinley getting assassinated. It's when not did so- McKinley get assassinated? Whenever he was president. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm just saying, we've all, everyone seemed to move on with their lives. It's not like Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK. Where the nation no, didn't reel. There's not like, there's not like 150th uh, celebration of like uh, William McKinley getting assassinated. So well, Leon Zolik uh, or Kozolik. Maybe he had it coming. I mean, obviously well, no I'm one really cares. I'm not saying he had it coming. Um, I'm not saying William McKinley had it coming or he was a bad guy. All I'm saying is that. This Zolik guy. I'm uh, saying he is having to come in. And all those McKinley heights, you can come at me, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, McKinley's there. Uh, everyone seems okay. And maybe we should remember Zolik yeah. as much as we remember the other guys. My next one is Martin Blank from Gross, Gross Point Blank, the action romantic comedy. That's with, a good movie, too. With uh, John Cusack and Minnie Driver. And Dan Aykroyd as Dan well. Dan Aykroyd. And a supporting role. Jeremy Piven. And I think Joan Cusack as well. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's an all star cast. It's a it's a good, good little movie. Yes, it check is. it out. All right, my next one is Django Fett. Now everyone talks about Boba oh. Fett. How about Boba Fett's awesome? We all know that Family Guy thing where Peter talks about how Boba Fett's his favorite or whatever. But I'm saying Django Fett because without Django, there's no Boba or Baba, however you say it. Well, isn't Django Fett also the clone? Yeah, he's the clone. So he's like every stormtrooper. I guess. They weren't that great, though. Yeah, you would think. Well, maybe the clone. They were always able to shoot them and stuff. Well, maybe it's like that movie Multiplicity. Whenever you make a clone, it's worse than the previous clone. Maybe it's a bit like The Michael like Keaton that. comedy vehicle. I believe dire- that might have been directed by Harold Ramis. Not sure. R.I.P. Uh. <laughs> Vincent Vega is mine. Because he got shot. He's from the guy, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. And he got shot while on the toilet. Or coming off the toilet. And he left his gun. Okay. So I think that was pretty cool. All right. My last one, I thought I had done. I thought I'd had. 
uh, two, re three reels and two fakes, but I ac actually have three fakes and two reels because my next one is Jason Bourne. Now this is Jason Bourne when he was just a regular assassin before he figured everything out. He kind of got, he kind of started sucking. And then all his life, then his his life was much better before he knew. Yeah. His girlfriend didn't die. That girl he fell in love with over like a week period driving around in France and, and that, that stuff. Because Julia Stiles, let's face it, not that hot. It wasn't not, Julia Stiles. At the end of the three movies, he gets with Julia Stiles. Oh, I've never seen the second two. Oh, well. Anyway, he gets, he gets stuck with Julia Stiles. I lost interest. I was like, I want to hear about what he was doing before, before he got on no. that boat. No. Uh, in my last assassin, I only had four. I don't know, it's a weak way to end Well, the why don't you say Jack Ruby? Jack Ruby. Yeah, I'll go with Jack Ruby. He took out Harvey Oswald, and I guess he's given us some conspiracy theories, too. That's cool. He, there was also a movie called Ruby that no one talks about. Much like... It was at the video store. You much like Leon Kozolik, the assassin, assassin of William McKinley. Forgotten movie, forgotten man. Look up these people on Wikipedia, folks. This is a very learned time. All right. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Chris Turguliaferro. Jeff Garver. Bye-bye. And, we'll, and we'll talk to you next week. Ta-ta.